0: We may never know, Uther I intend to live forever
1: How dare you show your face here Uh, Faces
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh at that, you
1: idiot
3: A lot of story there, a lot of lore Uh, For those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you
1: Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore. The podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft.
3: Welcome, everyone, to Live Laugh Lore, episode sixty-eight. The show that's drawing targets on future victims. I'm burninating. At least I am. (laughs) Burninating the Thunderflame. Hey, so each episode we check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft. One or two topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one that's bitter with Blizzard for making me feel things. <laughs> and I'm joined by the one that will probably laugh, yet agree with me when we get to that point. It's Jin. That's unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> we tend to agree on most things. I feel like we're usually on the same page here. So I'm, I'm just kind of making assumptions. We'll see if we make an, an ass out of us, but it's
4: fine. Uh, no, I think you're I think you're spot on. You're gonna be like, oh my my emotions, and I'm gonna be laughing uncomfortably, but still finding it funny. But you know, uh, you know, masking my pain with humor. That's 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 how it <laughs> works.
3: Masking my pain with humor.
4: That sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right to me.
3: <laughs> hey, buddy, what have you been up to? I cleaned my desk. Oh man. It did. It looks it's, so pretty.
4: It's so pretty. Oh man, I cleaned all this stuff. I, I still there's still upgrades coming. I'm still doing some stuff.
3: Still? What else are you gonna do?
4: Uh I'm gonna mount the PlayStation 5 underneath the desk. Yeah, I are. Oh, nice. So cool. See literally, so like here's my hand. I'm gonna put it under the desk. I'm gonna under under the desk here and Oh, there's the controller. It goes under the desk now. I got a little thing. It goes under the desk now. Uh-huh. I got a little thing where, just, <laughs> oh, where it just, oh, oh, put it right under the desk like that. It's so freaking cool.
3: Do like a charging dock down there too or something? Nah, it just dangles.
4: Okay. It's just, yeah. dangles. just just dangles. Yeah, it's when you walk in, you just don't see it. It's pretty freaking out. You're like, where is it? It's like, oh, wow, it's right there. You didn't know it was there, but it's there. <laughs> Perfect. It's beautiful, but who gives a crap about me? Because it's your birthday, Allie. What have you been doing? Huh? Birthday. It is. Yay. It is. <laughs> Insert birthday song here. I'm not gonna embarrass you with singing, but uh it's probably for the
3: best. I'm i I would just turn beat, right? It's it's fine. Oh yeah. So seriously, <laughs> what'd you been up to? Hey
4: Ben. Yeah, we did been a Patreon right. bonus. And it's birthday and fun stuff. Yeah. yeah.
3: Fun fun stuff, yeah. I had a delicious cookies and cream cake today.
4: Beautiful.
3: It was very, very good. <laughs> and very is very it was very good. <laughs> And then we went to the hockey game, the Avalanche, on Friday. Did they win? That's what they brought Friday. We won. Okay, good, good. It was not the pushover. The last last couple of games we've gone to, we've won by 7-0, to 6-0. Like, it's been amazing.
4: Oh, so We actually like,
3: scored this time. We're like, we're, we're, we're here. You're supposed to get a shutout. Like, you're not supposed to be scoring because we're here. That's how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> we show up and you get a shutout.
4: Oh, so but no, it was, we still won. It was a good game, though. You were like,
3: "It was a good game." It was it was closer than it should have been because reasons, but it's still a good game. And my husband
4: was it the Blues? Can you rub it? face? It was in Toasty's not the Blues. Rub it. face. Rub it. In no. Toasty's face. Rub it in face.
3: Unfortunately, not. <laughs> <laughs> and Toasty, and me maybe if 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 I'm real lucky, our fantasy hockey teams are meeting each other next week, so I'm going to save the trash talking for then. Oh, okay, perfect. But it was a great game. The seats were the best seats I've ever had at a hockey game ever because. Uh, my husband, you know, being a bur- for my birthday, you know, sprung for a like, really nice seat. So it was, you know, middle, middle of the arena, middle of the ice. It was just mwah, beautiful, beautiful.
4: So, so that sounds pretty great. Yeah, yeah it was pretty great.
3: But in that's been some Assassin's Creed Black Flag <laughs> and some 1007. Yeah. Being distracted, being distracted by, you know, races and rares. And I actually... I mean, grants have only been there once so far, but I, I kind of really like the vaults. Have you been in the vaults yet?
4: <laughs> I don't know if I get the vaults. Like, I don't, I don't know if I have enough keys. Like, I am just, like, I get the keys. You probably just them.
3: need more keys. Go just, kill more rares. I'm
4: just like, mm. Okay. All right, I'll be back.
3: I like puzzles and stuff, so it was kind of fun to be like, oh, wait, I need uh, some different item to, you know, negate this fire over here, so... And I could find another room I'm like, oh, that's a thing for that room down there. And then I jump down there and go do it. And
4: yeah, just, I don't know. I need more. keys. I, I thought
3: it was pretty fun. I need more keys. There, and there's a lot of floors. I didn't realize until I found out how, how to get to the second floor with like the webbing and stuff. And I got to the second floor. And I'm like, and then finally got the whole bubble one thing for the bubble stream. And I'm like, oh, how high does this go? And there like four floors? I'm it like, goes high. Oh, oh, hi. I don't have enough keys for all you doors. <laughs> We'll meet again. It goes high. It goes (laughs) goes so high. high. So I didn't get as much time to play as I would have liked for 10.07 because I was also doing the Diablo 4 beta. Was it fun? So satisfying. Oh, my God. So satisfying. For me, like Diablo is one of those games that I, and and I know there's a rich lore and universe to it, and I should look it up at some point. You want me to tell you about
4: it one day? Because it's fun.
3: I mean, we can make it a Patreon episode.
4: It's pretty cool. I like it.
3: And <laughs> I, I know I know bits here and there from what I've played here and there. But for me, Diablo is just like, you know those games that are a wee bit violent and really help you get like your aggression out?
4: Yes. Yes, it's very
3: satisfying and play—that's Barbarian, Diablo, mwah, Chef's Kiss. It's just.
4: I'm glad you have. Uh, I'm glad you so embraced satisfying. the Barbarian. Yes. Oh,
3: a Barbarian was the first thing I ever played in Diablo three, and I just immediately fell in love with it. No, oh, so I. Played Diablo Immortal, so I played with Diablo Immortal. That's why I played Diablo four, and it was just. Yeah, I've played the Barbarian uh,
4: since Diablo two, because the Barbarian just so didn't satisfying. exist in Diablo one. So.
3: And I've done like I checked out Necromancer a little bit and everything. It's just there's just <sighs> something just so visceral and just pleasing about the barbarian and it's just ah it's so good
4: it is so good yeah, it's it's yeah it's, it's beautiful yeah the barbarian in diablo 2 diablo 3 and we'll, we'll see in diablo 4 uh i'm hoping i haven't played it yet but who boy is that barbarian fun
3: <laughs> well with this with the talent system too like you can spec it out however you want it to be like it's i really enjoyed it and it was Really impressed with the the art and the ambiance. Like, they have really stepped it up for Diablo 4. Like, it's just watching, like, how the light reflects off certain things or whatever. Like, it's just there's so many itty-bitty details they put into it that just make this, like, the beautiful environment. It's fantastic.
4: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it to come out for release. So... Uh, yes. I've kind of just... I've, I've actually just been waiting. Like, I don't want to spoil myself. I don't want to be like, oh, I gotta redo it, because... Well, big surprise everybody. I really like the story in those games. It's actually one of the big reasons I didn't really enjoy Diablo 3 cuz they didn't do a great job explaining why right. the black That's soul true, stone it it was even there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like again, you would have had to go get a bunch of supplemental material, which I didn't do with Diablo Universe cuz in 1 and 2, it wasn't that complex. It was like, "Oh, you play the game, you know the story." Ah, right? So Right. And then three was like, well, there's this other stuff that's going on and you can't read the books. I'm like, eh. yeah,
3: I mean, it's beta. So, I mean, there's definitely some, st- we, we stuck to the main story quest lines. We didn't touch any of the side quest stuff. And even the story stuff, we kind of went through kind of quickly because it is beta. We're going to do, do it again. So it was more just kind of getting through it, get to level 20 so we can get our puppy backpacks because I need that in my life. And we got it. And even with all the server issues, we we got it.
4: A puppy backpack? Okay.
3: You didn't see that?
4: I did not. It's no, fine.
3: Yeah, it's just, it's a it's a back piece. It has like a little little back a little bag back there. And there's a little puppy that sleeps in there. <laughs> it's cool, man.
4: Is this in Diablo or in WoW?
3: And Diablo. Oh,
4: okay. Alright then.
3: Like and you and there's dogs who can pet in Diablo. It's pretty great. But yeah, if you Google <laughs> "puppy backpack" for Diablo, it's pretty awesome.
4: <laughs> that does not. Awesome. You
3: can laugh at me all you want. It's it's awesome. No, it is awesome. I'm not. I'm and I'm gonna have it when it, the game comes out.
4: Get it's it. Great. Get that pupper. Get,
3: Get the it. puppers. You yeah, got all them. the puppers. We got them. Yep. Got it. The backpack. Got it. <laughs> hey, we should drink now. <laughs>
4: I've already been doing that. Like I'm, I'm running out already. So play let's, the bumper. Let's go.
3: Nothing beats a brew shared between friends.
4: Hi. What are we drinking
3: today, Jen? Uh, we're drinking
4: Charizard. Charizard. We're drinking
3: Charizard.
4: Okay. Yeah. Oh, Allie's doesn't look as red as mine.
3: No, because I messed up. Remember?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me, but I'm just. I'm. I'm this is for the <laughs> listeners. Shh, Ali. I already told you. But this is for the listeners. <laughs> Hers doesn't look as red as mine. No, It's more fireball looking. So remember when she was like, this isn't purple. It's not very red. It's not very red. That's all I'm saying. Tastes good though. cinnamony.
3: So, So funny story, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that a shot is one and a half ounces? I knew. So somewhere in my brain I knew, but I think I have birthday brain... I blame the cake, really. Yeah. I would just I wasn't thinking. In so words was the words of the Lumineers,
4: it's alright, it's alright. It's your birthday.
3: There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> when we start okay, sidestep. When we <laughs> when we start the recording, uh the, the video on Discord, Jen had a birthday hat and some like party glasses and little little
4: farm Name. blower things. Go look at Twitter, that's what I looked like.
3: <laughs> yeah, you'll see it. And then I was playing the Lumineer's birthday song. It was it was very special. Anyways. Um, so back to the drink now. I saw on the drink recipe that it called for two ounces of Fireball. My brain saw the two and said two shots.
4: So you did 50% more than was required. So you did three ounces. Yes.
3: But that also means I did the same amount. I did the same thing with... Um, the what was supposed to be Bacardi 151,
4: which apparently which doesn't apparently, exist anymore.
3: It does. It stopped being made in 2016, which I didn't know that. And so, <laughs> my husband asked asked the liquor store, like, okay, we just need to be able to just light the drink on fire. And they're like, anything that's really high proof. And I've got that, you know, overproof rum from drink from forever, forever ago. And they said, yeah, that should work. That should work. It didn't work at all. I tried, <laughs> I tried with the fire. I sat there and it kind of spread a little bit. It was like thinking about it, but no. Because ro- it, just, it just sank when I poured it in there. It didn't like stay on top or whatever. And so, yes, yeah, so I did a lot of that. So there's a lot of alcohol in this drink. And I think because I did a lot of fireball, it, the the two splashes of grenadine didn't make it very red because I over fireballed it.
4: Oh, I over grenadined mine. See. Did you? Yeah, see, mine's kind of much. Yeah.
3: I thought about adding more. We've had a lot of grenadine (laughs) involved drinks lately, and I had so much in that one non-purple drink that I just couldn't
4: do it. You're like, that's enough cherry, thank you. Yep, I get it. You know, you can only have so much Shirley Temples.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, I mean, it's, it's a, oh, Plush has, I mean, it's two splashes of scotch. I only did the two splashes of scotch, but that's something else.
4: Yeah, that's what I replaced. I used I used Jameson, fair, because I was like I'm not gonna get a thing of scotch just for two splashes, like, yeah. I was like I got whiskey and scotch is whiskey. It's just fancier whiskey with yeah, peaty exactly. flavors. Like, so well, I was, like, I was I was gonna use Maker's Mark
3: because usually we have some Maker's Mark on hand. Technically, but, that's but we bourbon. did not. So eh, that's uh, that's fine. See, um, James. <laughs> yeah, and so I ended up doing two splashes of some fancy schmancy Lagavulin. Yeah, there you so, go. So... That which I mean, it's really good. It's the Nick Offerman version of Laga
4: The less I know about other people's affairs, the happier I am. I'm not interested in caring about people.
3: <laughs> the Nick. There Offerman. literally is one. There is a Nick Offerman version. I believe you. He paired up with Laga <laughs> It's actually pretty tasty.
4: I wasn't. I wasn't saying it. It wasn't. It sounds. Sounds delicious. Because he gets all the eggs and bacon or whatever. All he the- does. It's
3: true. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're here, you can try some if you want. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds fancy. It is fancy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I promised her so that this episode is not going to be rambly. I apologize. I feel like we can move on. Wait, what did you think about this drink?
4: Very cinnamony.
3: This is very cinnamony.
4: Yeah. I mean, even though I I did the appropriate amount of Fireball, I was like, that's a lot of Fireball. It just tastes like Fireball to me, even though I got my, I got my leftover uh, ginger ale. So,
3: yeah, I mean, I probably could have put more ginger on there that I did, but I didn't feel like opening up another can. So,
4: no, I mean, I, I just got a, bottle, yeah. got a bottle. I'm just gonna drink the rest. Of yeah, the I'm done with my, my well, because I made me
3: here. and Sniper a drink. Yeah. So, yeah, of course,
4: that'd be rude if you didn't.
3: Exactly, exactly.
4: Yeah, see, so, uh, I made mean, Mrs. Jen I, uh, uh, a mule because she's like, I don't want no fireball crap, get that away from me. Blah. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm actually okay for a ball. I kind of like it. Especially yeah. if it's like some Dr. Pepper or something. It's actually pretty good.
4: She, she likes it too. But she, she's, like, ah, she's like, no, no, no. Not, not hit, feeling not, it. I mean, not you, you do
3: have to be feeling it. That it's is true. a thing.
4: It's true. So yeah, she got a mule. I got a Charizard. It's a, it's a, and di- a blue it's a di- party di- hat. It's a di- well, was, I got blue because it's your, it's your color. Right? I
3: know. Thank you. It's beautiful. So, normally
4: I would have wore purple, but it's, it's her birthday, not mine. So... <laughs>
3: Anyways,
4: uh, I think you have a job to do, my friend. I do have a job to do, so... Hey. Hey. I'm gonna be awkward, too. Hey. Hey, listeners. Do you enjoy new story content? hmm I bet you do. Do you sometimes <laughs> get distracted while questing by things such as rares and dragon riding races? Rares, yes. Dragon riding races, not as much as Allie. Does that keep you from That's missing true. key points in the quest? Sometimes. We like helping you out with that. Help us help you. Keep listening to. The- <laughs> that's good. Help us help you. <laughs> Keep listening to the end of the show, and we'll tell you how you could do that. <laughs> and speaking of helping us help you, the I don't know whatever. What?
1: How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? I
4: don't know. Carefully.
3: <laughs> that's that's all I got. Okay, <laughs> hey, so we do have a small thing for ABK stuff. Not not a big thing. But as we've talked about before, Sony was fighting against Microsoft merger deal with ABK, UK regulars started getting involved, doing their investigations and whatnot, and they started questioning if the deal should be allowed to go through. And we were all a little worried. The UK Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA for short, because we need more letters and acronyms for ABK news now, apparently, they originally said that this merger would harm competition in console gaming. Of course, Sony was over there like, yeah, go, UK, go, woo, because they've been whining about the UK, whining to anyone about uh, the deal and how Microsoft would clearly pull Call of Duty from PlayStation. Microsoft and ABK kept saying that wasn't true. And finally, evidence was presented, at least enough to prove how much of a financial loss it would be for Microsoft and ABK to pull Call of Duty from PlayStation we know it's all about the money for the higher up. So it's safe to say that that evidence was true. The CMA panel investigating the merger said, quote updated its professional findings and reached the provisional conclusion that overall the transaction will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in relation to console gaming in the UK. And we are rejoiced. Woo! Now, Yay. The CMA is still concerned <laughs> about the merger harming competition in cloud gaming. They're saying that Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial t- to make Activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service. Microsoft, however, is saying that they weren't actually even planning on making Activision games available on cloud service cloud gaming services. So the CMA's next step is to investigate that aspect of the merger. Their overall investigation is supposed to complete by the end of April. So like a month from now. But at least we're getting some good news. All right.
4: A month. Okay. I mean, last we, the first we heard about it, it was supposed to be July, right? Of this year, where everything was supposed to be done.
3: This is just like the UK investigating of their issues.
4: Right. Right, right, right.
3: I'm sure there's other things that have to happen and whatnot. so. Probably. Probably. Give me thoughts on this this news.
4: This news kind of feels very much like, yeah. It doesn't surprise me that, um, you know, there's no impact to the console market within the first 10 years. Like, Like, at least within the first 10 years, no impact. We'll see what happens beyond that right because it even talks about harming competition in cloud gaming in my opinion cloud gaming is still oh i don't know maybe i just haven't tried it enough maybe i haven't i I don't know maybe i'm an old man on campus now because i feel like old (laughs) cloud gaming is like no no the the input lag and it's mm -mm, no not yet or maybe my internet just sucks. Maybe that's wrong. <laughs> it could be that too. Just, maybe, maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah, a little bit a little bit, both, a little bit of both. But I don't know. Like I hear, oh, it's going to harm Cloud Gaming. <laughs> oh, shucky darn. I don't <laughs> give a <laughs> shit. I don't. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe one yeah. day I will. But uh, as of now, I'm like, oh no, you're harmful, and harming something that I don't care about. Right. <laughs> but yeah, in 10 years time, who knows what's going to happen, so. That's that's the thing with these companies. They're always having to figure out what's actually going to be a viable business model within five years, within ten years. And I'm over here going like, well, I want to go check my vault. I was going to check my vault, but <laughs> I did mythics and I wanted to see if I got something good. Oh, I just got coins. Okay. Well, at least I got a socket. That's
3: all I got, too.
4: I, at, least I got, at least I got a socket. That's okay. Yeah, a socket. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. This is the, I don't Dish news just feels like hey, the inevitable is still happening. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Like I I wish I had more to add, but it's like Yep. Big company's going to big company and they're going to merge and it's yeah, you know, it's
3: And and now we wait.
4: Yeah. Gonna keep waiting. So that's all that's all I got. I mean, unless you got anything else.
3: Well, I think that while we're waiting, we can talk about some ten oh seven goodness.
4: Yeah, I think that's a that's a good plan. Let's do that.
3: What'd you talking about? Would you jump? What'd you jump about?
5: What you, what you talking about?
3: <laughs> yes, well, we got on our hands on some new quests. So as we explore the forbidden reach. We're also learning about Neltharia and the Drakthir and even good old Eberthorn. I took notes as I went through the main quest line so we can actually talk about it since there are some great bits of info throughout. And if you go through it too quickly, you kind of might miss things or you might be in the moment and then a rare pops up on the other side of the map. You're like, oh my God, I got to go get it so I can get my key to go into the cool vault. And then you forget what you're doing, but you're just going on. It's all right. We're going to help you out. We get a chance to see the cinematic that we talked about in the last episode. And after that, we are sent to the Forbidden Reach, which is now free of the crazy Razageth storms. Now, I will say, I will say before I continue on, it's not really spoiler alert because all this is out now. And by the time this episode comes out, it will have been out for even longer. So if you are wanting to finish the storyline for yourself before you hear anyone else talk about it, stop the episode, go finish it. It doesn't take that long. And then come back. All right. Alright. So while we're out there, Scale Commander Viridia chats with us about their challenges to help make the reach safe for all. They're such a little thin. They're asking for our help. And that includes killing some pirates who show up to plunder some new booty. Get, and I have to go do that, that while I'm wearing my pirate outfit.
4: You go get that you go get that booty.
3: Yeah. <gasps> my treasure chest treasure like <laughs> strapped to the back. <laughs> they wanted the booty. I had to kill them. <laughs> you don't get the booty. I say, no, no. Nene. We also go out to save some scouts, as well as some dragon scale expedition peeps. And something that is important to note that I'm going to encourage you all to do right now if you have not done it yet. When you're going, out, or going around questing, explore. Dear Lord, explore. Talk to NPCs. Look in the little nooks and crannies around every little corner. Because throughout that whole reach... You're going to find sending stones, which were a messaging system between Neltharion and a dragon named Adamanthia. She's also a member of the Black Dragonflight.
4: It's their texts, by the way. We can read their texts. It's pretty cool. Their texts.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And she worked with Neltharian in regards to the Drakthir. And you can also find entries from her journal as well. Both are interesting reads. It's cool because you collect, you collect the item and you go take it back to the there at like the Mark Hot village or however you say that. And then you actually have the books there. You can click on the books and actually read what you've collected so far. Don't worry. We're going to talk about that in future episodes because that, that can get into it. It's interesting. Very interesting. Talk about it. Read it. Enjoy it. It's great. We want to give you a chance to find it for yourself though first. And we got enough talk about this episode. So... Before we really get into things, I want to know, Jen, is there anything of note that you found or you noticed initially or that you enjoyed, or just your general first
4: thoughts of it? First thoughts of 107. Of um So as as many of us folks in the lore content creator community, we, we kind of watch and listen to each other's stuff. And I got, I absolutely have to say, wow. Yes, this was the best idea I've ever heard. And this came from Taliesin. I don't know if he was the first to mention it, but this is where I heard it from. So I'm going to give him credit. Taliesin said, hey, you're giving me all these books, DVD. I ain't got the bag space. <laughs> yep. I got a lot of books is what I'm saying. And I don't want to throw them away because I'm like, well, I'm going to like need to reference them. I want to be- make sure I have them. feels wrong to just toss them, vendor them, Whatever. So I'm like, wow. But anyway, that idea was, hey, you know like how you give me a little tab for toys? Give me a library tab for all the books that I've clicked on and read so I can just go do 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 and just go read those books. Especially the ones that I've picked up and are in my bag, right? That would be that would be great, because I am officially feeling the bag space crunch and the first time in like Long time, like in the words of Frozen, in the first time in forever, right? Whatever, (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful. It's like I've been playing this for a long time, like for a long time. I never upgraded my bags because it's like, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I'm out of bag space. It's like, well, throw books at me, and apparently, I'm out of bag space.
3: (laughs) There's been so much. just expansion, last expansion, it just keeps adding. Like, I've been saying for a while, like on my streams. Making a couple comments here and there that we need some kind of library bag or something because yeah. I don't I, I don't want to the same reason. I don't want to throw away those books. And I think a lot of us, especially in the lore content creator community, or just anyone who en- enjoys the lore, a lot of people don't want to throw away those books.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
3: and I was already drowning in bag of space, and Dragonflight made it way worse. <laughs>
4: At way least, worse. At least this isn't like Mechagon bad, where it was like, "Here's a bunch of random crap that you don't really need, but you can hold on to anyways because you think you need it." It's like, "Oh God, Mechagon!"
3: Oh, that was, that was it's it's kind of it's, it's 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 getting there. Kind of starting to feel that way, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> when you combine and like everything we've done so far this expansion, like it's oh, it's a lot. Anyways, we're not here to talk about backspace. Anything else you want to add to this?
4: I'm just enjoying <laughs> the hell out of it. And also, I enjoy the little like catch up renown thing they where they got like, yeah, where they're like, hey, we got these four choices. Which one you want? I'm like, well, I've maxed out dragon scale and I maxed out foul dragon accord. So, I'm do the fishy people because they max out at 30 and I'm not anywhere near 30. So, that's what I'm doing. So, I like it. Yeah, I think
3: I'm at 22 or 23 with them. And at 20, I'm really, cl- I'm almost done with Maruk, but. Uh, speaking of the Iskar now an envoy person, there was something they said that I thought was actually really cool. When you go and just talk to them, and they said, "Isn't it something? Centaur, Tuskar, mortals, and dragons all united towards a common cause." Yeah. I don't know. I just I thought I thought it was refreshing to see various races come together for common good, and have it not be just like about like, yeah, sure it is about the big bad, but like it's a, it's about a lot of things and. Just in a time in our world when we have a lot of divisiveness and horrible things going on, like outside of game, it's nice to see, you know, someone else talk about, hey, we're all coming together and it's great. Yeah, it's it's,
4: it's kind of nice that when we're we're sitting down for our escapism that the 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 two-party system of the, the world <laughs> has finally started coming together and right. being nice to each other. And you're like, hey, that would be nice, real world. Right?
3: Well, and this, it isn't even about like Horde versus Alliance. Like, it's it's all the races. Like, it yeah. is the Centaurs and Tuscar. Like, it's just, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's, it's everyone. It's great. I am a little, what, what, are, what are the couple of things I'm bitter about right now, though? So, you can collect these items called Mysterious Writings. You trade them into the Valdracan Accord over there on the island, or, you know, the Reach for various items. However, you don't actually get to learn more about those particular writings. They're just called Mysterious Writings. Ooh. You never get to know what they freaking are. Got two of them so far. I had turn them in. And I thought I'd get something where they were like, here's what it said. No, we do not. They're just like, hey, thanks. We'll check it out. Take <laughs> something from this table over here.
4: That feels about right. Yeah. It's like. Bitter. Just sweep it bitter. It's like, it's very, it's very mysterious. Oh, oh yeah. And you're like, well, what's it say? I don't know, man. It's really mysterious.
3: <laughs> that's what it feels like. I was so, I wrote about it. Like, so I was taking notes as I was going along. I was so excited about the mysterious writings. I was like, we're going to find out things. Woohoo. <laughs> that was a disappointment.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the translations <laughs> were not there yet. They are just like. <laughs> nope. Mysterious writings were over there. And you're like, wait, you know, what? And it's like, nope. Sorry. It's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. It's gibberish. That's, that's it. Basically.
3: <laughs> now, I'm not going to go through these quest lines step by step by step step by step. some point, you go and you rescue and you dragon scale people. You do bombing runs on pirates and stuff.
4: A turtle made it to the you, water. You know, you get it.
3: Yeah. It's a lot of little things. I'm not going to go over every little thing. I'm kind of just touching on the main points, okay? So eventually, we do meet up with Scale Commander Emberthal, who is leading a team of scouts further into the reach now that the crushes are open. And crushes are where where they were sealed away, you know, prison for thousands and thousands of years. We also get to meet Emberthal's second in command, Talon Demos. And together we head to explore the Lost Athenium Arena area, not arena. Apparently I have hockey in the brain. It's area, not an arena. Okay. But now I have a mental image of Jack there playing hockey. So from my understanding, this area, I haven't even had much of this drink yet. I just want to state that. This area has been home for the drakthir, right? So we go around, we help out more Drakthyr we investigate the area. Again, look around. You're going to find general entries. You're going to find the setting stones. Look around. But eventually we do meet back up with Damos, who, you know, he took, it took a little bit for him to warm up to us. And eventually, because we worked so hard for them, he warmed up to us, talked about, you know, how we're, we're pretty great. Let's go get a drink after this. He literally says something about getting a drink together. It's great and then he tells us to go inside and talk to Emberthal. That's when the Flame attacked.
5: Good, you're here. I would just as soon never set foot in a crash again. Emberthal awaits you inside. Oh, and uh, thank you for aiding us. Deimos speaks highly of you, (laughs) not something he does often. He and the others are looking for answers, a reason for all of this. After everything that's happened, everything we've been through, I'm beginning to wonder if (sighs) what I'm looking for isn't here. Oh, no! No!
2: Be gone! The Reach belongs to the Sundered Flame! Socoran!
5: so sorry
4: so you know, you know my favorite part of that clip was is mm. when you had this The you know how they just by by default it gives you the, the closed captioning yeah right that deep breathing that Emberthal was doing, it was like, it's like anguish turns to determination. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah
3: it, was like, it was like deep breathing and anguish. <laughs>
4: right. like I'm like, yeah. Deep breathing of anguish de- turns determination. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's very, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yes, very good.
3: Well, and that's what it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense for so many reasons and I actually purposely left in, like normally when there's not talking, you just kind of throws off the music, whatever, like I usually cut off the clips then. But I actually left that in because that voice actor did a phenomenal job. You could you could feel the anger and rage bubbling up in her breathing. Yeah. Like I thought it was it was so cool. And then I left the dragon wing flap sound in because it's Evanhorn, aka Bissian. And I was excited. I was like, hey look, he's gonna help us. And
4: he does. It's cool. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, he does. Yes. Okay, we'll get to that later.
3: <laughs> so there is something I do want to point out. Like Part of the reason, I mean, obviously she's pissed that the Flame attacked, right? Obviously she is pissed that they killed Damos, which I will get to in a minute. <laughs> in a minute. But you have to remember, it also killed a lot of Drakthir during this attack they did. Now something to remember here is the fact that poor Emberthal has been through something similar before. You remember, she was the leader of the Adamant Vigil who was like the core part of Neltharian's Drakthir army. And they served as the eyes and the ears of Neltharian in the Black Dragon Flight. And they were put into stasis just as the other Drakthir were. Unfortunately, they were utterly destroyed as they were awakened from their slumber. Emberthal was the only survivor. And that is a fact that I think a lot of us are like... For- I-, I know I had forgotten that until I started doing research for the notes, And I was like, oh yeah, Emberthal. Like... She was the only survivor from that, and that was a huge loss for her. And then she found out that her beloved leader Neltharion, and everything he had done, that's crushing. And now this ambush, once again, causing the deck of a bunch of there who were under her. So you can imagine just that that pure rage boiling up inside of her is very understandable. And it's it's hard not to feel for her in this moment. Like it's 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 big. <laughs> it's bad. What are your thoughts before I go off? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I I will say I count me among the those that forgot that she was the only survivor of the yeah. the adamant vigil, and it makes sense why it was Emberthal that was left behind, right? Who, who Naltharian spoke to, right? Because if you're the only survivor, you're probably going to be like guess i'm just gonna hang out here you know like that's kind of what it feels like so it makes sense why they would use that emberthal for that you know moment in the story and yeah again going back to what you mentioned you know the voice actor did such a good job of uh, deep breathing exercises that they even called it out in the closed captioning Th- that <laughs> yeah uh, i think emberthal is was- it's it's hard not to feel for her when you know all the details behind it, and you know, well, I a mean, bit. I didn't. I didn't even know all the details because you did these notes. So yeah, look at that. <laughs> okay, there we go. Learning something new.
3: I'm gonna go off now.
4: Go ahead. <laughs> I see. I see the notes she wrote. Damn you, Blizzard. So
3: it's literally all right. We're on the notes. Now, my other personal notes that I was taking for this, I l- like. The how cinematic started, right? We go in, you know, we talk to to Deimos and I'm typing into my notes. I was like, wow, I really like Deimos. He seems like a really cool there. I, you know, we're starting to bond. I really like him. You know, we go and talk to Emberthal. As I'm typing those notes about how much I like Deimos. And then he was bleeping killed. What the actual F, Blizzard? Why are you doing this, this expansion where there is some like B, maybe even C level character that you actually start to develop and make us care about, like, you all remember? I was like, she she was just she was just a beginner, but she, you know she got sent to help us, and we ended up helping her to grab the ruby egg, but she had to like take all the heat from the flame and stuff for, for in order for us to get it. Yeah, and it killed her, but she was really cool, and she was so excited, and she was passionate, and I really liked her, and then she got killed off. Damos, I'm thinking he's really cool. Killed off. Why?
4: They've been taking writing notes from George R.R. Martin, apparently.
3: I swear, if they kill off Toddie or various straws,
4: oh, like, various can't, straws! No, no like, they can't kill I can't trust straws. Blizzard
3: anymore to not kill off people I start to care about.
4: Mm-mm. If they kill like, off I various straws, if, we riot.
3: We right, right, like we we get to a point where. They're introducing new characters. And they're making us care about them. And then to kill them off so quickly. Very angry. (laughs) (laughs) Errolon all over again. So now (laughs) I I need Sarkareth to die.
4: Well, you've got You're in love. So (laughs) hard.
3: I know I am. Cannot wait for the day.
4: (laughs) Sarkarath (laughs) wrote Rue the Day.
3: Dear Blizzard, thank you for making me have emotions, because that means I'm invested in your game. Stop killing off the people I like.
4: Ugh. Feel like, they might just say, appreciate the feedback. No, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> that's how, that, that's how we know you're invested, is because you, you're all hurt by the loss. I'm riled up. Give me riled yeah. up over here. Mm hmm.
3: Do you have anything else you'd like to say or should we move on? (laughs) Uh, I think we can move on. I'm done going off. It's okay. I think we can move on. (laughs) So as it turns out, surprise, it's under flame. They're just out there attacking everyone. We come to the aid of some Dragon Scout researchers. They have some interesting points to share about their findings as we rescue them. At least I thought it was interesting, so I wrote it down. One of them said that the stonework for the buildings probably originated from deep below the earth. Which makes a lot of sense that they would.
4: Yeah, I noticed that. I remember that.
3: Yeah, this is a the night. Um, they also talked about how the layout of the turrets, the winding terraces, and such seems highly ceremonial. Hmm. Like, okay, okay. I don't know what the you know, what they're up to here in, in the Athenium, but you know, apparently it's you know maybe a special place. The tiles date back from before the Sundering, which makes a lot of sense. Hmm. That, that that that's a given. And they also make a point that the Sundered Flame is out here wrecking shop defiling their own inheritance which they are I mean they're talking about you know claiming what is theirs and blah 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 but they're out here like breaking everything so you know what are they what are they after the dragon scale researchers were asking like so many things it could be so many things
4: yeah but it's apparently they're after um, special fire uh, that's <laughs> shadow fire
3: it's so a, I can sunder more things with the flame I
4: don't know they're going to very carefully sunder a flame <laughs> I don't know <laughs> with special fire
3: and until I, I sunder their faces anyways we walk into the high crush and you know it's another you know special place and we see a female black dragon who's been trapped here for a
5: long time
4: ooh I know this dragon this
5: place Abyssian it feels familiar. I sense a great power within it. Who is
0: this? This is an ancient work of magic. I sense Neltherian's handiwork. This construct should have run out of essence long ago. The collectors—they are saturated with black dragon essence. Far more than what you would detect in any one dragon. It's almost as if... The symbols are conduits of power. If I understand correctly, it is drawing that power from the creatures, From the Drakthir themselves. Notharian was drawing the essence of the Black Dragonflight from Drakthir in Stasis. This... Siphon must have been empowering his dark enchantment while denying that power to the Trakthir. This dragon is. She has been trapped in torment for a very long time. We should learn more before attempting to destroy her Obliette.
4: Okay. Did did you Google Obliette after? Because I kind of, I was like, Obliette. That's a fun word.
3: I meant to, but let's just say I was getting those voice clips very, very late. Technically, this morning. So at that point, I was getting ready for bed. <laughs> I did not Google it. <laughs> All
4: right. Well, if you're like me, an obeliot is a secret dungeon with access only through a trapdoor in its se- in its ceiling. That is apparently the name. Ooh,
3: trapdoors. I looked up. I didn't see anything that looked like a trapdoor.
4: Yeah, I mean that—that that is. It says it's late 18th century from French from Obliere. Oh. Forget its name. So a secret. I wonder, I wonder
3: dungeon. who. Oh, a secret dungeon. That's so many possibilities.
4: Secret Anyways, dungeon. <laughs> secret dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Through the mountain. Wait. <laughs> yes. Secret. Good secret. Place secret. It. Secret.
3: Dungeon. Are you having fun with that?
4: Of course, I like Avatar. (laughs) Of course, I would like that. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
3: So when you talk to Abyssin afterwards, he says the contents of this room mean more to my flight than you know. Neltharian used the Drakthir as fuel. He fed off them, siphoning their essence into this prison. What other machinations did he have? What does this say about the origin of our allies? I worry for them. Bissian lets out a heavy sigh. I worry for us all.
4: That was a really good sigh.
3: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dramatic.
4: It was good. What are
3: you, what's, what's, uh what you, what you thinking here about? You seem to like, you know who this uh, female dragon is.
4: Yeah, what yeah, yeah. It was already ma- it was already mentioned at one point, And also I plugged through the quest line and I saw their, their name. <laughs> so it made sense. Yeah, it's the it's the person sending the text messages to Daltharian,
3: Adamanthea.
4: Yeah, Adamanthea, Yep, that's the who's uh, yeah. trapped here in the oboleth or whatever. Do you say that word? Uh, o- o- Obelit. Obelit. Yeah, whatever. But I think my big thing here is, is, I'll just say two things. I very much noticed. Hmm. Why? Why is it exactly? That The Drakthyr don't seem to have a lot of Black Dragon-type based powers. Like, I know they have the one. Like, at least the one where it's like the Earthquake or something. It's just a CC. Right. It's slow. Yeah. But that's it. Like, they don't have any main attacks that are Black Dragon-based. And there it is. That's your answer. That's why. That's why, exactly. Yeah, they've been... Neltharion has been drawing the Black Dragon powers out of the Drakthyr for... Over 10,000, possibly 20,000 sometime in their years. Very long time to trap, apparently, this adamantia. It also seems to be part of it because as Amethal, Amethal, no, not Amethal, Abyssian, Abyssian, Ebonhorn, whatever. One of the two, same name, same person. Well, my name's going around, and it's, it's okay. Yeah, so Ebonhorn, Abyssian was like, yeah, this should have run out a long time ago, but he had a battery. You remember the, remember the movie Matrix? Right. It's kind of like that. Kind of like that. Yeah. Track through but now the batteries to keep it going. So there's another reason why he never just woke him up. He's like, oh, well, I, I keep this whole thing going. I don't know why I trapped Adamantia or whatever in this stasis, but he did. And we'll, maybe we'll find out why later. I just made a connection.
3: The, the crash. That Emberthal and her people that were all dead now were kept in was the, or third group or whatever, was the adamant visual.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: That female dragon, Adamanthia.
4: Yep. Yep. Adamanthia. Okay.
3: Made some kind of connection there. Like maybe he drained the energy from those particular drags here to imprison her. And that's why it's called the adamant visual. We just didn't know or they didn't know. Maybe,
4: very easily could be
3: some kind of connection there. I don't know, but it does—it does make me wonder. And we'll talk about this more later. Is like, how much more powerful could these jack there could have been if they weren't being drained of their juju? You know.
4: Well, not to give any spoilers, but there's apparently a possibility that a lot of communities talk about. And I have zero details, but all I can say is a lot of people are talking about. A possible third spec for the Drakthir. Maybe this is foreshadowing for that. Is all Oh, on- may it's how they get it. Right. So they're like there's okay. the black dragonflight power has been drained from them. Maybe this is a way in the future to regain that power and maybe be black Dragon-y. Drakthir evoker. I don't know. Maybe tank That spec. makes
3: a lot of- that makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like it.
4: Yeah, so like I said, not spoiling anything because I have zero context. I just know I've seen it in titles and YouTube videos and things like that. I'm like, eh, I'll click on you later.
3: And everyone's, you know, oh my god, clickbait reaction-y yeah. kind of things. Yeah. yeah.
4: So I'm like, <laughs> could be. It could be. Yeah. And here is your possible explanation. Right? So the Black Dragonfly power has been slowly over centuries been drained from the there and eventually maybe it will be relearned and reabsorbed so there you go and going back to uh we were kind of talking about the 10.7 and and i'm sorry this was the patreon bonus episode but you were talking about how the 10.07 was kind of a you can almost think of it as a pre-patch for the
3: 10.1 10.1 yeah
4: so by using the 10.0.7 to be a pre patch as a foreshadowing of what is to come, I think this is a perfect quest line to line that up, is, is what I'm talking Yeah, yeah.
3: It, it really is. The whole thing, it's even with how it ends, like it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we find out how Sarkareth is looking to pillage the crush of the and Visual you know, Emberthal is all a group that she's only a survivor of. And as you can manage, as you can imagine, I can't talk tonight, but as you can also manage, wow, imagine. I can't even talk and I'm trying to make a joke. Dear Lord. Hey, guess what? She's pissed. She's, she's downright pissed. She, She was already pissed. Now she's extra pissed. Rage bar is full all the way. She's ready to go.
4: That's, that's a DPS loss. You should expend some of that rage. You don't want it full. You know, you want to up and, well, and, she down, can, up and down. she's up trying. And down, she's trying. And down, he up. keeps
3: flying away like a wind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Like a chicken track there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so <laughs> while trying to push them back, we kill one of their leaders who says that Sarkareth awaits you in the darkness. And Emberthal knew right away where he was going to be heading. And that is to Skull Island, which is located to the northwest area of the reach. little little island over there. Emberthal also explains. This is where Natharian tested those he considered most worthy of his attention. He poked and prodded us with powers we could not understand or control. Many of us were found wanting. Perhaps Sarkareth brought me here to test me the same way our father tested us. And she hasn't been here since before she was a scale commander. So it's been a while, as you can imagine, it's been, been quite a while. As we go through the winding cave on this particular island, we find we fight animated skeletons of the failed scale commanders who were considered to be cursed drakthir. They weren't good enough. And Sarkrath is just talking to us. Well, really, she's talking to Amrithal the entire time as we go through the cave. Would you like to read these so I can drink more?
4: Sure, I will absolutely do that. So Sarkrath says, have you forgotten this place? The lessons Naltharian taught us. The Emberthal replies. I remember. But we will never find our future until we let go of the past. There is nothing for us here. The power in these caves is timeless. As in the failure of those whose bones litter its floors. Look upon the fallen. See their weakness as I see yours. This is our inheritance. The strength that Naltharian gave us. The power... That is ours by right. Yet, you would throw it all away. He betrayed us. He betrayed the aspects. He betrayed Azeroth. The Earth had the strength to see his vision made manifest. I will claim that strength and use it to lead my people to victory. You do not seek to lead. You seek to dominate. Just like Naltharian before you. Yeah. You should probably listen yeah. to Emberthal, Sargareth.
3: He's not. He's stupid. <laughs> he's not. Gonna, he's not gonna listen to her. He, like
4: he's stupid.
3: <laughs> stupid. I'm angry with him. It's perfect. I'm angry. He's, he's, he's <laughs> stupid. He's stupid. Oh goodness. So meanwhile, throughout the that conversation, and then this next bit is kind of like woven throughout the whole quest. That part of the quest, kind of like in and out so this next bit is the four forbidden memories from Neltherian that we actually get to collect while we go through this winding cave They seem to be messages left for the Drakthir. there we get to actually hear Neltherian speak the words himself in a very deep voice i had my earbuds on totally gave me goosebumps so it was a whole whole experience but it's I apologize now it's not the best quality. It took a little bit to get it, but I was able to get the sound clips for this and splice it all together. So here you go.
2: Hear now the words of the warder the voice of your creator. Yeah, daddy. Deep within the halls of Avarice, I forged you, my ideal soldiers, my Drakthir. Bound by unfaltering unity to fight the wars others could not.
5: He was our general once. He trained us. Watched over us. What changed? When did we become mere tools to be discarded?
2: You are my talons, honed to strike at the very hearts of my enemies. That is your purpose, the destiny that lies before you. Your obedience, your loyalty must never falter. No!
5: Your legacy is nothing but death!
2: My legacy lies deep within the Earth. In the darkness, you will find strength. Serve my will, and one day the world will tremble before your might.
5: I I need to leave this place before I lose myself to the darkness. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. When he it,
3: was, okay, Jim was cracking up quietly about something over here. The point they had his face, and I'm just sitting here like,
4: what are you, what is going on? This is what Neltharion said, that is your purpose, I was instantly reminded of.
1: What is my purpose? You pass butter. Oh my god. Yeah, welcome to the club, pal. Oh god.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is what the Drakthir probably felt. That is your purpose. That's it? Oh, God. That's, <laughs> really? There's gotta be more. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, right. That's, that's, that, that's my... That's what that was. That's, okay. what, I, that's what I was laughing at. Yeah.
3: So there is something that I want to point out that I did not make the connection of until I worked on these notes. There's a line that Notharian... Oh, the memory of Notharian says in these. He says, my legacy lies deep within the earth. In the darkness, you will find... Strength. We've heard that before. Hmm. From the earth, he draws strength.
4: Our earth. Our strength. That sounds very familiar.
3: Yeah, just just a wee bit, eh?
4: Little little bit of familiarity there. Like, I've heard that before. Like maybe a little deja vu even. Yeah. And I will say he has always been pretty much one of the number one contenders of being. The,
3: yeah, that's fair. That's true.
4: What we yeah. were kind of talking about here when it comes to that particular old Ilgi whisper. And I do think this is very much where our, it was. Is being. this our confirmation, you think? I don't know if this is a confirmation, but it's just because at the same time, where they're saying, "Oh, he draws strength from the earth. Our strength, our earth." I think we always we always kind of knew that it could have been Deathwing, especially yeah, because it, for doesn't, sure. it doesn't foreshadow anything else, right? It doesn't say like, "Oh, they're going to turn the key and like open the way for us and things like that." This is just like, "Hey, we've been messing with him for the entire time, <laughs> right. right?" And who better to fit that line than the Deathwing? So.
3: Yeah, very, I just, yeah, yeah. I made that connection last night. It was like one of those like, oh my god, moments. Yeah, and I had to go make sure we got that clip. Yeah, I'm good. just good. saying,
4: it's it's not like this clip. The vassal of life, disguised <laughs> no, treachery. Exactly.
0: Beware the eyes of green.
4: I'm just saying, it's it's. Do a, beware the eyes of green. Like it didn't say. I mean,
3: I got green eyes. Should probably beware.
4: That's probably true. It is her birthday after all, so. <laughs> so you better better be
3: Or something. I mean, just by something. the time they hear this, it's not going to be my birthday anymore, so. Still counts. It's recorded. It? <laughs> His birthday juju with it. It's fine. Or something. So I, I, just, I just got excited about that little connection there. And at this point, we're done. We follow Sarkarath out of the cave. You can kind of see him like going off in the distance. And we have him cornered, technically. He's he's Drakthir, he can fly off the island, but they make it feel like he's cornered. So that's when we get this conversation.
0: Do you see now, Emberthor? We are Naltharian's
5: ultimate vision, his masterpiece. Yes, you would throw Drakthir lives away for power? What could we be owed that demands so bloody a price?
0: Purpose, Emberthal. We are owed a purpose! Neltharion's secrets are hidden somewhere in the Dragon Isles. And when I find them, his
5: legacy will be mine! I won't let you lead our people to ruin, Sarkareth.
0: Emberthal. You would heed the command of a dragon rather than face me in battle. Pitiful! You have forgotten what it means
2: to be Drakthir.
5: I don't want to fight you.
2: Better that your
0: soldiers died in stasis rather than live to see what you become. Stay here with your new master. Follow me and I will end you.
4: Yeah, uh, Sargrath is going to be really disappointed when he finds out his purpose was to fetch butter. I'm just saying. <laughs> he says it right there. Purpose, Emberthal. We are owed a purpose. And sometimes you don't want to know what that purpose is. Sometimes the purpose is to fetch butter. Is that, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's Deathwing, for God's sakes. Deathwing created these Jack theory. And apparently, according to it's like, oh, this is your purpose to like kill things. And
3: Sarkarath is kind of like a golden yellow color,
4: yeah, like butter. Yeah, he he fetches butter, he gets (laughs) gets butter. (laughs) Oh, god, (laughs) I'm like, the end of
3: this conversation, he's I want to kill him.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's a a jerk.
3: Better that your soldiers died in stasis rather than live to see what you've become.
4: It's kind of kind of messed up. Yeah,
3: I have choice words for him and I will not report them on this show because we try to keep this as clean as possible. It's wrong. It's kind of messed up. Yeah, pretty messed up. (sighs) Anyways, um, (laughs) did you have thoughts on this? Honestly, I see the wheels turning.
4: I feel bad. For all the drag theory at this point, because he and I think that's what I like about the storytelling that Steve and his team are able to pull off. Right. Because you can understand why Sarkareth is is feeling the way he does. Right. You get this understanding that, hey, the person who literally created me, locked me away for 20,000 years. And now I don't know why I'm even alive. All right, that's that's tough to grapple with. I understand why sometimes some people might go, like, uh, no. I demand an answer. There has to be an answer out there somewhere, and I'm gonna find it. And yeah, maybe it yeah. is in his works and avarice or whatever, and we'll figure it out. And I think the most heartbreaking thing is. I feel like what's going to happen in ten one is he's not going to find it. There there wasn't really any. His purpose was to kill, to be Deathwing's minions. And uh, tools. Yeah. And I think that's probably why Deathwing Neltharian locked them away when they did. Is when he lost the Oathbinder, I believe is what it's called. Because yeah. without it, they started thinking about those things what is my yeah, you can't
3: control them without it yeah
4: right like that book that i laughed so hard at the but eat sleep sleep work train, train <laughs> whatever yeah. yeah it was uh it's it's like that there has to be more to life than that and so you can see why starkareth would be so i don't know pained and and, and hurt over that yeah and can do that. Emberthal, That's true. Emberthal's in the same, very similar position. Emberthal is like, yeah, I get it too. I have the same feelings. I want to know what my purpose is. I want to know all of this, but I'm not, I'm not trying to kill our own kind to do it. Right. I'm not going to that level. Like I already lost right. everyone that I, like, like I, I lost everyone that was in my, you know, the, the adamant vigil. Right. I'm the last one. So you don't think I have these questions. Like you talk about survivor's guilt. <laughs> There you go. Emberthal's probably got a... Yep. A lot. A lot of survivor's guilt right there. And just... Like, why why me and, and not the others? It's like, oh, because I was scale commander. Like, who cares? Right? Should have been just any number of the others. So, I can totally see why Sarkarth is acting this way. And I think, like I said, this is... This, going back to several like 20-ish episodes in the past when we were planning about the Jailer, we're over here going, why? 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 And we're trying to make up reasons why. We're not having to make up reasons why Sarkarath is feeling this way. It's totally relatable. We understand, like, yeah, we as humans are constantly grappling with what is my purpose. So we go, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm right there with you, Sarkarath. <laughs> I got those same questions. But when the Jailer's going as life is, an existence is ultimately unfair. We're like, sure, and I'm going to fix it. How? Well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to rule it and make it in my image. Oh, okay, that's dumb now. That's that's now officially dumb. Okay.
3: That is now
4: officially dumb. Mm, yeah, it's officially. It is now dumb. <laughs> because it's like, I don't know, it's it, like, when they when they manage to successfully give us the why, we kind of start relating to these characters a lot more, and we we, we understand them even even the bad guys, the, even the we need to burn them down, right? You know, burn it all down, right? Um, because I think that's another thing that the drust was even possibly lacking. Because I never got an understanding of why the drust wanted to do it, other than like, well, we're gonna live forever. We're just gonna take ourselves out of the cycle of life and death.
3: Yeah. Eh. The, Kind of dress that. was a storyline that they really could have explored in Shadowlands and they didn't, which is disappointing.
4: Yeah, because we we got the beginnings of it in Battle for Azeroth, which was pretty decent when we were talking to the big scary bear guy. I don't remember Thorn something, uh Thorn Speaker, or whatever. Uh <laughs> Thorn Speaker is right. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, we're the dress, but I'm a good dress. I'm a good dress. And we're like, well, You're a good dress? He's like, yeah, I'm not attack I'm not attacking you right now, right? See? Good job. <laughs> Therefore I am good. <laughs> good job. <jokes. laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I I think they're doing a really good job here with uh Skull Commander Sargreth. And and yeah, just as since just in the last couple weeks, I went through played the director starting area. Sargareth was just a, like kind of a jerk face. Doesn't really like he's not like a big bad, not really a big deal. But at the same time you kind of feel kind of feel bad for him, even if he is being a complete and jerk. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you learn the backstory of some of the, you know, if if you or anyone that you are related to or in a relationship with, or like my wife is really into true crime stuff. My sister is, and you, <laughs> and, yeah, and you hear some of like the. Their childhood? You go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I, I see it now, <laughs> right? You kind of go, oh, that's why they're kind of went went off the deep end, and uh, it's kind of what's happening to sarkrath now. You go, oh, okay. Uh-huh. There it is. Uh, I see it. Blame yeah. the parents. Like, uh, it's, it's hard not to. Uh,
3: like, on one hand, I still want to kill him. Sure, of course. he's being an ass. Kill good people he didn't need to kill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, it is It is nice that we can understand why he's doing this. What his motivation is. What he's hoping to achieve from this. And that feels so much better than what we got with the Jailer.
4: Yeah, even... The-
3: I mean, obviously, Sarkarath isn't the big bad of this expansion. But it's just... Like you were saying, you know, we, we get why he's doing this. Why he feels this way. And... It's not for some stupid reason just because Blizzard needed, you know, a bad guy. Like, there is reason to it. And that's refreshing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, totally. Totally agree.
3: Well, at this point, Sarkarath flies away with the ascended flame Drakthir following him. And oh, wait, hold on. Hold, hold on.
5: I'm holding forgot on. one thing. I wasn't.
3: Okay. There was that moment. So when Emberthal started to really just ramp up and... You could see like she was building up before she explodes. Like she's like, I'm not gonna let you lead our people, lead our people to ruin. And like she was getting really ramp up. There's that moment where Abyssian is just like Emberthal and put his ginormous torn hand on her (laughs) little shoulder. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. His hand is gigantic compared to her whole body. (laughs) Like he and I love just that very caring touch on the shoulder like that. Like for me. Like that is such a a caring kind of touch. It's something I've always liked, you know, offline. And so like just same thing here. Like it's a very caring, like touch in that moment of like, or of, you know, calm down. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. But his hand's ginormous. And it was just I that was that was really cool. So Sarkarith at this point does actually fly away with the ascender flame, like I said, blah blah blah. And then Emberthal sends us back to Viridia, but of course we stick around and listen to them talk. That's what we do. Because then we get this amazing cinematic between Emberthal and Abyssian.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Before we get going, if you have say this, this is phenomenal. I just gotta say it now.
3: Yeah,
0: it really is. If you were to follow him, what would you do?
5: Extinguish my enemy as I was trained to. Hmm. By
0: Notharian. But this time, the enemy is one of your own, as are the Drakthea that follow him. Soldiers who, like you, were conditioned to claim
5: victory at any cost. How dare you presume to know us? You who hid among mortals while other dragons fought and died to protect our world! You're right. I was
0: content to be simply...
5: Ebonhorn, and High Mountain
0: was my home.
5: I should have done more. Why didn't you?
0: Because I too am Neltharion's offspring. And it brought me only shame. I came here to
5: face that. Found you. You must be disappointed. <laughs> no. Just now, you defied
0: his voice inside you, chose compassion over violence. Our family does not have to live in his shadow.
5: Family. When I awoke, they were gone, all of them. For the first time, I was alone, and it terrified me, and when Sarkareth killed the others... Emberthal,
0: he will face justice for what he has done.
5: Will you help me? Ambition.
0: we will help each other.
4: Holy crap. It's so good. good. Yeah. Wow. That's good.
3: I love that it, it wasn't just some surface level story, whatever you may want to call it. It goes deeper abyssian admits his flaws he he sees the negative impact it had on the black dragon flight with him just hanging out in high mountain and he had that moment of vulnerability and honesty with emberthal about it and i love that it was fantastic and and the cinematic they again voice acting phenomenal in between the voice acting and how expressive Blizzard is able to make their faces these days in these cinematics. It's so much is just expressed in their faces and in their tone, or even in their dramatic size. It's phenomenal.
4: Yeah, this is like Meryl Streep level of just like, wow, this is good. Like imagine yeah. Sophie's Choice or something. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like because I mean the crazy thing is is, it's always weird when you can really relate to a character in a silly video game, right? Yeah. And the way Abyssian is talking, it makes me go, yeah, that's that. Yep, that's that's me. Yep, I've always been the kind of person that was didn't didn't necessarily like all of the weird. F- baggage and things like that that came with my family and everything like that and I just would rather ignore it and hide and say nope no that's then then maybe deal with it and um, it's yeah to say Abyssian if he is in the running he is my vote for uh, aspect the black dragon all the way yeah
3: absolutely <laughs> like I, I honestly I I mean, I've been Team Rathian this whole time, and because I, I just Spellian still sussed me. I don't I don't trust that guy. But Damn, me like serious, seriously, like seriously. But now at this point, I feel like Abyssian not only would be a natural fit with the rest of the aspects, but his wisdom and how he is in touch with you know nature and the earth and his. Demeanor, I think would make him a really good aspect. Yeah. Or the Black Dragonflight. Can you imagine the Black Dragonflight
4: having an aspect that was chill? Yeah, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be good. And even, <laughs> and even if it ultimately, you know, if the loading screen is correct and it is Wrathian all along, like, kind of assume, then, hey, I hope Abyssian plays, like, the role of what Thrall had in Drek'thar, right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: Kind of is like tempering and bringing him down and making him realize that hey you know I was ashamed of my family name you were crafted by the red Dragonflight to not have that stain upon you so you can be better than all of us and yeah make him live up to that legacy right I I'd I'd really like to see that because yeah this this cutscene made me go from I like a I like Abyssian to busy may actually be in like top three characters in WoW now for yeah, me. Yeah,
3: he jumped way up there all of a sudden. Like, I'm so glad they actually brought him out of the woodwork, you know, off the bench, dusted him off a little bit <laughs> and got him involved in this because he really is a fantastic character. His depth is really starting to show and I, I love it. Yep. And that, that moment... When Emmerthal was like, Will you help me? And then Abyssin's like, We'll help each other. It's like, Yeah, you will. Look at you, too. I'm so happy.
4: It's good. Yeah. It, it... Now, it's not a perfect analogy. It's not a perfect one to one comparison, but I'm thinking I know why I'm really liking this relationship between the two of them. I'm getting really strong Zuko and Uncle Iroh vibes between the two of them. <laughs>
3: I can see this. <laughs> I can definitely see this.
4: I mean, at the very least, at the very least, I'm getting Uncle Iroh vibes from. Oh, from for Abyssia, sure. For so. sure. Especially when it's like, all right, if you followed after him, and even if you killed him, then what?
3: Yeah, Yeah, I liked that question because it made it, Emberthal really think about it. Because, yes, like she, and Emberthal admit it, like she, she was getting riled up. And yes, we know that Ibissian's ginormous hand on her shoulder helped her calm down, but she still ultimately made that choice to not go after him. But it's good that Ibissian made her consider what would you have even done? Yeah, like that would have been stupid. Don't be stupid. You're not stupid.
4: <laughs> yeah, it, it, this whole this whole thing is great, and really, really liking the the Iro vibes. I'll put it that way. Like, big fan for sure. big, for sure. big fan of the. Iroh. That's all I can say.
3: <laughs> oh, it's just so good. I have watched it multiple times then since then. It's it's fantastic. Do you have anything else you want to add about this cinematic?
4: No, I think I said it all. Like, um I'm ready for more I'm ready for more abyssy and I I hope we get a little bit more of that. Cause it's it's pretty awesome that you, we get a character like that. I'm just I'm just saying, if Abyssian utters the line.
2: You must never give in to despair. Allow yourself to slip down that road and you surrender to your lowest instincts. In the darkest times, hope is something you give
4: yourself. That is the meaning of inner strength. I'm just saying, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) I'm going to lose it. (laughs) So that's, that's, that's where I'm at.
3: I like it. Afterwards, it's always good to just go poke the NPCs, see if they have anything else to say. We can go talk to Abyssin. He says Sarkareth knew Emberthal would stay her hand, our hands, but it was not her weakness he exploited. It was her strength, her compassion. Emberthal's loyalty to her people, all her people, is an inspiration to all of us. And it is something Sarkareth fears. Then we talk to Emberthal after. She says, "I could not do it. There were too many, too many Drakthir between Sarkrath and myself. I am not like him. I cannot cut a swath of destruction through our own people." Yeah, which is which is true. It's good.
4: Again, I'm getting, I'm getting the Zula freaking Zuko vibes between the <laughs> two of them now. So
3: it's fantastic. So a couple, you know, just, just ending thoughts about this whole questline where we talked a little bit about the uh, black female dragon being imprisoned. Why was Notharian drawing the essence of the black dragon flight from Draktheron Stasis in order to empower this dark enchantment of that dragon? Mm-hmm. Like what did what did Adamanthea do? Like we, we get to see we get see a little bit of it from the sending stones, but still not super detailed as to how she pissed him off and what really happened. To make this happen?
4: Yeah, I don't... Do you I,
3: have any theories?
4: My only possible theory is that she knew the road he was going down. Right? Right. Like, if she's close enough to, um... to and that they're having this private conversation between these sending stones, right? You know, sliding into each other's DMs, you understand. That they're obviously pretty close. They have a relationship between each other. And if she found out that he went Senior Psycho Voidy Voidy because of the, the whispers that he's been hearing and all that, like, maybe. Maybe it was a, you know, maybe she was going to turn against him. Maybe she, that was maybe he was Sarkareth in that moment and she was Emberthal basically saying, like, I'm not going to let you do this to our people. I don't care if you're Aspect. Right? And he was like, nah, you're, you're blocked up. Probably-
3: yeah, it's it, it's something like that. Like we we'll find out more with, when we talk about the sending stones, because there's we get to learn a little bit about Adamanthia and how she actually was. You know, he had her help Malgos a little bit with the whole like healing the crushes and stasis and all that jazz, and so she was she was there for all that business, right? And she did something to trigger him. So, but it also makes me wonder. Why deny the Drakthir power? Why did he choose to keep her in stasis by draining the Drakthir's power?
4: I don't know. I think Blizzard thought it would be a really cool idea to release a, another spec, like in a, in a later <laughs> patch. Like,
2: maybe they're like, that'd be <laughs> awesome.
4: Come up with we'll a story for it. <laughs> right. But right. I don't know. That. That's the best I got right now. I'm sure there's probably a way better explanation than that because they're, they're kind of killing it with the story right now.
3: They they really are. You know, and originally back in the really early stages of Dragonflight and learning about the story and stuff, I wondered if he put them in stasis because he knew some big bad evil was going to come later on and you know we would need them again to help us fight. And he was doing a benevolent thing, and this happened before he went, you know, senior psychopath. But now, knowing more of this about how he's draining their power and stuff, maybe he just didn't care about them, didn't give a darn about them because he was going to put them in stasis anyways. He was done using his tools. So he just decided to drain them because why not?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it very much feels like he was just like, yeah, they're tools anyways. Might as well, right? That feels like at that point that's what he was using that, and and I think the sad thing is, is he may have always felt that way about them, because why else would he have been using the Oath Binder, right? Yeah, yeah. And as soon as it broke, he's like, "Oh crap, my toys are broken." Yeah. So he's like, "Eh, go put it back in the." He toy just box. he had
3: to have power over them.
4: Yeah. So. It seemed like Naltharian had some serious character flaws before he gave in to the whispers yeah. even. Yeah, I right. agree. Right, because he kind of feels like the Odin of the, the Black Dragonflight, where it's his way or the highway. Yeah. And the funny thing is, who knows? Odin may actually wind up being correct after this whole Dragonflight expansion and things like that, where it's like, uh, yeah, those dragons kind of suck here defending Azeroth. But my Valajar <laughs> are great! <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, I am a member of the Valajar, so he was kind of right. So just saying. <laughs> You're not biased at all or anything.
3: He calls me Valdishar now. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, I'm sorry. You're special. That's right.
4: I am like his special Pokemon. That you know, I am Pikachu to him. He chooses me. That's all I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. He does not say, <laughs> Nobella, I choose you. He says, Jin, I choose you. Ah.
3: And you know all the other warriors that he uses as tools. Shh, shh, shh.
4: We don't talk about them. <laughs> we don't talk about them and those who beat me in the DPS charts. Shush. <laughs>
3: What would Berserker say to you?
4: Oh, Trying I'm to claim... Sh- I'm sure I could
3: beat Odin's Berserker. number one spot. I'm, oh, real, Whoa! Oh, I could beat him. Yeah. Berserker, if you're listening to this, I'm just throwing out some big words over here. Oh, he, he badmouths himself
4: all the time. He'd be like, yeah, he probably
3: could. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I do want to point out, that even Abyssian, seeing the high crush and the female dragon like imprisoned in there, whatever's going on with that situation... Even Abyssian was there like what does this say about the origins of the Drakthir? It's like, what is even going on right now? It's ridiculous. I, I don't like know. it. So, another thing I was kinda of wondering too is Sarcrath was seeking the power, whatever that he was looking for, in the caves, that he believes is theirs by birthright. Do we think he actually found the power? Is that why he left? Did he find what he was looking for? And um, what was it? Like, it doesn't actually say anything specific about what. Yeah. If there's a specific item he's looking for or, or what.
4: I don't think we're going to get a definitive answer on that until 10 1, honestly. But I yeah. feel like the answer is yes, he did. Or maybe in the cave, that the whole cave thing was just a, a test and whatever, right? And it's like, it's all survive, just- it's fine.
3: May pulled it out of his butt. He's like, you know what, guys? I don't know if there's anything over there, but let's go check out this cave. He used to do powerful stuff in there. Maybe we'll find some power thing in there. Let's just go check it out. We're going to taunt Emberthal while we do it.
4: I think if anything, whatever power he may have got was probably from the Shadow Flame or something like that in 10-1. Yeah. Is my guess. Whatever the, is in the cave, like, eh, eh. Who knows? Well, I think... Now about
3: do it. Do you have any other thoughts or things to talk about regarding this quest lane? Um,
4: no, I do not.
3: That was beautiful. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think we're good. Um, I, I, I can't think of anything else that I would add other than just, mm, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Top tier. Good job, Blizzard. Really enjoy it. Well done.
3: Okay. Well then, I think the time has come for you to do your job, my friend.
4: Oh, yes, that is right. It is, in fact, the part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all the patrons that we support us, you know, just being awesome, keep the show going, and making us go, "Oh, you do care. I appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Well... If you would like to join the ranks and support uh, this show, you can do the show by going over to patreon.com slash live, left lore, and you get super amazing things. Like, you can hear us talk about the Bane quest line, too. Yeah. We actually did that. that was a, a fun topic. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're like, hey, I want to hear more story and uh, things that these two chuckleheads talk about, you can do that by going over to patreon.com slash live, left lore. And while you're at it, if you would like... You can also become a member of these most amazing and wonderful people of all time. The top patrons. Yes. They are a poodle named Margot. Yes. Or Margot. Weird that there's a T on the end of that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's how you pronounce Margot or spell Margot, but not pronou- you'd pronounce Margot, Margot, but then you'd spell it with a T on the end. And I guess the T is sound. Okay. But thank you very much, a poodle named Margot. I appreciate you. Icus. <laughs> I, I appreciate you too. I, you don't have quite nearly as an interesting spelling as with a T on the end. Uh, can you imagine if that was to th- 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 then you just said Icus. That'd be strange. Ickes. But Serith. Ickiest of Icus. Serith does have a T in his name. And for the longest time, I thought Serith's uh, name was Siri the. Siri the. And you can see it now, right? You, can, you can't unsee it anymore. You're like, oh, yeah, that is Siri the right? But luckily, you don't have an iPhone and you would see it even more because I don't either. So, yeah, Siri the. That's how you remember to spell it, though. So thank you, Sarith, for being amazing <laughs> and telling me how to pronounce your name so many years ago. <laughs> and Naidun, you are also amazing. Thank you for all of that you do and not putting a weird T at the end of your name for confusing me. And Kamari... <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. Johnson D- didn't hear no bell. I, I like that. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand the reference, but I like it <laughs> because Kamara did not hear no bell. Johnson and mud. Mud is also here. Can you imagine if mud had a T in their name? That'd be weird. Probably Mudd- make a silent T. Mudd- t-, 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 t-
3: <laughs> Why are you adding five T's in there? It's one T. <laughs>
4: Well, I, I had, a, I had a, a friend at one point where their name is Scat, but they spelled it with one T. So whenever anyone spells it with two Ts, they were like, that's Scat ta ta That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's a uh, speaking of pronouncing things incorrectly for years and, and things, Chris Meller. Yes. Even though there's an O in there, and that's not how it's spelled. Speaking of spelling and Margo and things like that. But there you go. Thank you very much, Chris Meller. Thank you. And Dungeon Master Burke. Ooh, we're going to be playing DD in a couple weeks here. Oh, oh I man. miss it so much. It's been a while, so that's good. Yeah, so you're all going to listen to this on the 4th? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to record something on the 11th, so it's a good thing I'm telling you. D&D is going to be April 16th. So, Sunday, April 16th, this is your warning. We're going to be playing, and Dungeon Master Burke is going to be there playing the amazing Raymond. So, just, and again, thank you, Burke for being an amazing person with your amazing 3D prints that I'm like, why don't you have an Etsy shop, you amazing person? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, have you seen their freaking, uh... Yeah. Oh, God, they're great.
3: Our listeners have skills.
4: They do. They do, and also amazing 3D printers that I'm slightly jealous of. Right. And Mike Smith. I don't know if Mike Smith has a 3D printer. They might. They might. But I don't have one, so who knows. And then obviously the one, the only Dracoris, with the dragonflightiest of the dragonflighty names of them all. It is Dracoris. It's true. And all of you amazing people, thank you so much. I appreciate every single one of you because you are the reason that we keep doing this silly show and keep doing all of our silly stuff with our the show. (laughs) Seriously, thank you all. And with that, I say this. Stories.
0: There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story.
3: If you are new to this show, hello. Thank you for listening. Also, we like to end every show on the positive note because, well, with everything going on in the world right now, we could all use it, right? It's also nice to remember that people still carry out acts of kindness for others. Over in Napoleon, Ohio, the owner of a construction company gave his own time and money to help a family in need.
4: There are people who do good deeds every day in our community giving us a reason to smile while many of them go unrecognized. Tonight, we want to share a story about one of those people. WTOL 11 got a call from a family who wanted to share their story. A contractor made a life-changing save for them in a big way. And Kaylee Kirby joins us live in studio tonight. Kaylee, this man didn't even want recognition for it, did he?
1: Not at all, Jeff. Jerry Tonjes says he's not the one to be in the limelight, but one of his recent customers refused to let his work get overshadowed. It's not necessarily about what he built. It's about his reason for doing it. Jamie Weirich's dad had knee replacement surgery last month and right now he's wheelchair bound. They needed a ramp for his house in just a matter of days. I called about 50 contractors and three of them got back with me. Mm -hmm. And one of which was Jerry with JT Buildings. Jerry Tonjes, the owner of JT's building, tells us he went out there Friday and got measurements. He got the materials and built it in a few hours on Tuesday. When the Wyricks tried to pay him for his time and work, he told them no.
4: There was no cost. It came to the point where it was minimal dollars and it's just, it was a good gesture that, that I just felt I had to do for her.
1: It was a shock for the family, especially when other contractors told them it would take weeks and cost them thousands. I felt like my thank yous weren't enough for him because he really, really helped our family in such dire need in such short time frames. Tonjes says he likes to give back but also likes to stay behind the scenes. And there's a reason for his generosity. He says he can relate to the stress this family is dealing with.
2: I've
4: been going through the same thing, similar to what with my fiance. She has multiple myeloma cancer. So we were trying to give back to the community. She's doing well.
1: Business is good for JT's. He says his books are filled for the next three months and he believes they were meant to cross paths.
4: I've done multiple ramps for people, but it's just a sort of a, it hit me that it's like, you know, let's do something good for a change because we don't have a lot of good in the world right now.
1: It's just one man helping another man in need, and we need a lot more of that in this world. It's a cold, cruel world, and there's a lot of negativity out there. Definitely a good story tonight. Jerry says he hopes this inspires other people to be kind and give back because that's what we need in the world right now. As for Jamie's dad, he'll be back at home on Friday.
4: That's very, that's very beautiful. I love that.
1: Just, just a nice little
3: story. You know, it's just he, he could have charged them easily, even if it's just for parts, but he just did all out of pure kindness and as someone who has a family member who has health issues to another family who needed it like last minute, it was just, it's nice to see some of that happening around.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I would just say it's one of those little things that you don't always appreciate when you can just quickly walk up a flight of steps. Right. And as someone who has lived my entire life with a dad who is in a wheelchair and knowing the the little obstacles can become really big obstacles and so just this I don't know this, this, uh, this, I'll just say it's good it's a good story put it that way it is <laughs> it's it's really nice to hear so well I guess unless you have anything else to add we can go ahead and get out of here
3: let's get out of here
4: yeah of my new BFF. just saying it will burn Sarkarath. What are you going to do after that, though? Uh, fly. race. Go burn the trust. <laughs> that, too.
3: <laughs> Making a list. Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali Live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lord. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jin's Joint and you can follow Ally at Allyandris K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.
4: Two thumbs up. Happy birthday, Allie. Here we go. Boom.